like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Cracking One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Attention, culture consumers! Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. <laughs> well, Pam, which way are you going? Left or right? Right. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Why? Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. You see... We're both going left. You could have just as easily been going left, too, and if that was the case, it would have been a while before you started getting scared. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid you're going to have to start getting scared immediately. Right, welcome back to On the QT here at Forgotten Entertainment, ForgottenEntertainment.com. Check out all the shows, including the Nomcast, yet another Star Wars podcast, Forgotten Cinema. Just check them all out and then check us out. This is what? This is like week six, I don't know, seven. What are we at? Are we at this is the sixth this Tarantino. Is number six. Yeah. yeah, this is technically number six, right? Even though we've had this fight over what's what's actually number uh Yeah, I think you started that fight with yourself. I think I did. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, so this week, we're talking Death Proof. I'm John. I'm Lloyd. And uh, this is an interesting one. But before we get into what makes this one so interesting and its its whole release and why it's a little bit different than the rest of the films, let's talk about our guest. Our guest, you know, if you listen to Piney Comics, our uh, our main podcast, you know him because he's been on, I don't know, 86.5% of the episodes we've ever done. <laughs> but uh, on the QT, if you're listening to this and never heard Piney Comics, you might not know. Our guest tonight is Scary Larry Dwyer. And he is a uh, he's a fixture in the uh, in the Connecticut Northeast uh, horror hardcore music scene. Larry, what what is it? What what have you done? What what makes you scary, Larry Dwyer? A fixture. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, I like scary movies, and uh, I've always been involved in scary movies. And I'm involved with Horror News Network, who is a website who writes about horror movies and uh, also involved with Connecticut Horror Fest, um, which is put on by Horror News Network, uh, a uh, convention dedicated to horror here in Connecticut, um, going into our, I think, seventh show, maybe eighth. I'm not even positive anymore. I've lost all track. Uh, Also run Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. I do that. (laughs) I know that one. It's a good time. Uh, And Connecticut Cult Classics which um, shows uh, double features at a theater in Seymour. Well, we did show them a year or so ago, but now we're getting back to them. Uh, thank you that, you know, thank you to COVID for sort of 
chilling out and for people getting uh, vaccinated, we can move forward a little bit and uh, get back to that. So that's the horror aspect. I guess that's where the scary comes from. And I believe the scary came from you. I think you're the first person to call me scary. Did I coin that? Yeah, I think you did. Because that's a thing now. Yeah, it must it have been thing. on the Universal Monsters. Every wow. every fucking show I'm on, they're like, scary Larry Dwyer. I'm like, yeah, it's John's. John. Fuck it. I will, well, I'm glad. That, that, makes me, that makes me proud. He's <laughs> always secretly hated that. I don't. I hate it with passion. <laughs> You'd rather be frightening Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lewd. Lewd Lawrence. Lewd Lawrence. All right. So that that's that's Larry. He's yeah. a good, good friend and been on the show a million times. We've been asking all the guests as we go along, your personal history or fandom with Tarantino tarantino films where are you at with that yeah i mean i love tarantino tarantino for me is a top five all-time filmmaker he's up there with uh, hitchcock and kurosawa and scorsese um he's just a brilliant filmmaker from writing to directing uh, the whole the whole shebang first one i saw was reservoir dogs uh my cousin dave introduced me to it he's like you ever see reservoir dogs i'm like i sounds fucking stupid um <laughs> and uh he put it in at his house it wasn't long after it came out it was a vhs copy and um i was just fucking blown away from beginning to end and ready for whatever that guy did next and, yeah uh, yeah i think we could we could vouch for that yeah You're right now as we've talked about before we do this uh, randomly and names out of a hat you got death proof. I did. You have not seemed happy about this from moment one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not a fan. You know, I mean, I, I guess I'll save my uh, review-ish uh, comments for the end. But no, I mean, and I don't I don't really know anybody who when you're like, hey, what's your favorite Tarantino film? They're like, fucking death proof. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I know. No, I've never heard that. No. no. Actually, I did hear one of those on Twitter just this week. A death proof? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Somebody said that. Wow. Huh? Well, I'm but, sure they're out there. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. Tarantino himself has famously said in his in his filmography, he considers this the worst. But he says he still thinks it's a good movie. He still thinks it's got value. It just he feels he knows that out of everything else he's done. Yeah, it's probably lower tier. Well, he's never yeah. going to say something he made is shit. Right. So but yeah, I'll, I'll agree with him. OK. All right. <laughs> Manster Lloyd. Yeah. What is different about Death Proof as in comparison to the rest of the Tarantino filmography? Well, this one uh, was released as a grindhouse flick with a double feature. Right. If that's what you're going for. That's what I'm going yeah. for. Absolutely. Sorry. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we don't we don't rehearse these, so you know. No, no <laughs> I don't know live. where you're leading me, but this is live, bitch. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it was released as uh, part of a double feature with Robert Rodriguez as uh, Planet Terror. That's right. Yeah. Now, did either of you guys see it in the theaters, Lloyd? I did not. No. I saw it, Larry. Yes. yes Long fucking afternoon in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, two full length films, basically. Yeah. And then jammed in between is like probably like a 25 minute stretch of trailers. Yep. Yeah. Which, now, were those real trailers for real movies or just made No, up? they're trailers for movies that they ended up making movies of later. Yeah. Oh. Because the trailers were so popular. Machete was one of them. Oh, yeah. Hobo with a Shotgun was in another one. Hobo with a Shotgun, I think, was only in certain prints. Oh, it, it was in the one I saw. It was not in the one I saw. Okay. What was the other one? Uh, I, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Edgar Wright. Don't. <laughs> that oh, one makes me right, laugh. Right. Um, and then there's the uh, the Rob Zombie one. What was it? The Were Werewolf Women of the SS with with, uh, <laughs> with Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu. Yeah. Um, the sad thing is, is years ago after the film came out, you could get the Blu-ray of Grindhouse. And I remember it being in Best Buy. And I remember almost buying it and not buying it because I said to myself, self, 
you're never going to watch this whole thing again. Right. Right. And I didn't buy it. And it's now insanely pricey out of print. Yeah. When I was doing my whole buying all the DVDs or Blu-rays, you know, for this series, I came to that one and you could only get it with Grindhouse. Um, I don't know, 74 bucks oh, was shit. the cheapest that I saw. That's cheaper than the I've seen. I'm talking about like in the hundreds is yeah, where I've no, seen I it. didn't. I, there's no way I'm going for that. Yeah. No. And the version of Death Proof that we probably have all seen is longer than the one that was in the actual theaters. So huh. I bought the, uh, the the DVD years ago just because I figured I'll go back to it at some point. Never watched it again. Mm. But it does say, and upon doing research for the movie, it's a half hour longer than what you saw in the theaters. And I'll be honest, I saw Grindhouse in the theaters in 07, right? It came out, what, uh, April of, of 2007, I think it was? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So April of 2007, I haven't seen this since. And I can tell you, watching this movie yesterday, there was bits that I'm like, as weird as it sounds, I'm like, I don't remember this. Um, there's a whole scene in the in the convenience store with uh, Nikki Cat. Yeah. As the uh, convenience clerk. Trying to sell I'm, the magazines. I'm yeah. 90% sure that was not in the theatrical release. I didn't remember that either. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't remember Nikki Cat being in this. Yep. Now, he is in Planet Terror. Planet Terror, Death Proof. Planet Terror. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Planet Terror is fun. Fucking a phenomenal. Fun. A lot of fun. Are you a fan? I've of only seen Planet Terror once, but it was fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and we, we'll get into it. There's some connections between the two. It's a lot more like a grindhouse movie than Death Proof is. Yeah. Like a true grindhouse movie. De- Death Proof is Tarantino's attempt, from what he says, of making a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't so much agree with that. Well, he wanted to make a slasher. Um, but, you know, and it's funny because uh, I was talking about it with somebody recently. He could never make a slasher film because slasher films are so one-dimensional yeah a slasher film is just one way there's uh you know a person with a weapon and he's trying to kill a group of people tarantino could never do something that direct he's gotta he's gotta make it different he's gotta throw in a whole bunch of different angles so you know i mean he wanted to make a slasher but he he admits i'm sure that he just can't he can't tie himself down to making one genre of film like that. Right. I've got a quote here from Tarantino about that. He says, let me take the structure of a slasher film and just do what I do. My version is going to be fucked up and disjointed, but it seemingly uses the structure of a slasher film, hopefully against you. Well, see, that's fun. That's weird that he whatever that even word, means. Yeah. It's weird that he uses the word disjointed because this is the most jointed of his films. This it's is the only of his films linear, totally exactly. linear. The yeah. only one that is totally linear. Yeah. Nothing has. A, there's not a flashback. It doesn't move sideways in time like every other fucking movie. Yeah. We don't. We don't end up. We, we all we do in this one that's a little bit different is we have a time jump, but that's just something that yeah. happens in movies anyway. Right. I right. think he was just on coke when he said this. <laughs> it's Very possible. possible. I mean, the only thing that really screams Tarantino about this film is the dialogue and the soundtrack. Yeah. You know, and it's still, it's not even, you know, uh, one of his, not it, even top soundtrack. For him. I would say the, the least. Yeah. It's still, I, I mean, would put it way at the bottom, but even, even so it's still better than most people's soundtracks. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's very good at some things and dialogue and soundtracks are definitely there. All right, Lloyd, let's get into the cast list on this thing. Who's in this? We've got Kurt Russell as stuntman Mike McKay. <laughs> he had a last name. Well, yeah, he, said, he does say it in one oh, line. Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think when he introduces himself, introduces himself to Rose McGowan's character, I think he says uh, Mike McKay. I think it would have been cooler if he didn't. Yeah, honestly. Uh, just one other note: I'm not going by the order of the cast that you'll find online. I'm going by the chronological order of the movie. Yeah, that's fine. It's much less disjointed that way. A Hollywood stuntman who preys on young women using his car, basically. He does one other thing too. 
what may be the most aggressive nacho eating scene I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> worst, dude. I can't take... It's like hard for me to watch people eat grossly, and I hate mouth noises. He sucks his fingers. Uh, it, I mean, he's supposed to, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, Quentin told him to, yeah. but it's just so fucking awful. I'm not kidding. I did want nachos after that scene. I did but, not. But it gives you it gives you who he is pretty much in a nutshell yeah. right there. I didn't eat for a day after that scene. I was, just, <laughs> oh, I was so fucking grossed out. Oh, the noises. And how the, about after Blood Diner? <laughs> yeah, well, how about after fucking uh, Brain Dead? Yeah. Custard. Yeah. Right. Custard pie. <laughs> All right, moving on. Vanessa Ferlito as Arlene slash Butterfly. 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 She, she makes my ovaries ache. <laughs> oh, right. She's, uh, She's a good looking girl. Yeah. And, uh, she is. She has she has a lap dance scene in this movie that uh, I also don't remember from the original. Now I'm sure, or maybe it was lengthened. But yeah, um, was, I think it was shorter. Good lord, good lord, what's yeah. happening to my pants? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what's happening. Yeah, um, she was in uh, 24 CSI New York a show called Graceland, Sopranos, Sopranos, yeah, NCIS, Nolans, and a lot of other stuff. Ah. Yeah, she's beautiful. Stuff that I don't really watch. I've never never seen any of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me neither. I've seen 24. I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. She was, yeah, I think she was one of the girlfriends. Uh, yeah. That's, the- that's worth watching there. No, I know it is. I, I'm weird with shows. Like, if I if I don't catch up with it right away, usually I'm like, ah, I'm too far gone. Yeah. No, uh, Sopranos you. is like that. The Simpsons, I never never seen an episode. Yeah, but The, the Sopranos is like eight or nine seasons. I know. And it's uh, short. Breaking Bad, same thing. Oh, I was just wow. like, ah, too There's late. a lot of good ones. The Simpsons, too, huh? Jeez. The only, like, very... Not often will I actually jump in. Like, like I jumped into Game of Thrones late, like probably season two. It's very rare for me to actually jump in after I'm that far behind. All right, moving on, we got Jordan Ladd as Shauna, another friend of uh, the the girls, the the leader there, Connecticut Horror Fest alumni. Is she? Right. She is. That's right. Yeah, I did not go She's, to that one. I ran I into her in the hallway at the hotel room. Nice. I was like, look at how pretty you are, in person. <laughs> yeah, she's the uh, daughter of Cheryl Ad. Yes, she is. Uh, us older guys remember her from uh, swimsuit edition of uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Sticky pages, Lloyd. Sticky oh. pages. <laughs> hey, hey, none of that. And, and you said Shauna, but isn't it Shanna? Uh, did I say Shana? you said Shauna? Shauna, Shauna. It's Shauna yeah. Banana, not Shauna Banana. banana. <laughs> she says that. She does yeah. say that. You say banana. I say Shauna. Yeah. Yeah. She's been in movies and TV shows that I've never heard of. Who's uh, Jordan Ladd? Uh, Cabin Fever. Yeah, Cabin Fever. That's right. And then a bunch of stuff I never heard of. Yeah, same. (laughs) Uh, And then we have Sydney Portier. Amia Portier. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be confused with her father, Sydney Portier. She's fucking physical perfection, too. Oh, she's she's amazing. God. Yeah, Yeah. she's a a good looking woman. Yeah, she plays Jungle Julia. Yeah. Lucia, Lucia, Lucia. I'm yeah. not sure how to pronounce it. She's a handsome woman. She is a handsome woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she can whip that hair back and she's forth. She's got a bit of an attitude. She has a total attitude. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah. she's also uh, a small like plot development that goes nowhere. She's also texting some asshole guy. Yeah. That, right. like, Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're we have, we have to see for some reason, and you're almost hoping like maybe he'll save them. Right. Yeah. Nothing. You, it's you see nowhere. the '90s flip phone. Yeah. And then one year later, you see an iPod or, or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate when shit goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, kind of tangential Marcy Harriel. She's uh, she plays Marcy. She's the one who comes up. And does the the pickup line? Oh, the actress, butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's that girl. Uh, she was in Ed TV show Ed. That was a really good show. Yeah, Nurse Jackie. 
A lot of Broadway productions. Yeah, Rent, I think. I think Rent. several oh, people a in this lot were of these Rent. people are from Rent. Yeah, Rosario's yep. definitely from Rent. Yep. Uh, then we have Rose McGowan as Pam. She's the blonde with the long hair that uh, basically Stuntman Mike tries to pick up. First first victim. Yep. Yeah, first victim. Yeah. Yeah, she's got quite a storied life. Big oh, fan. There's a lot going on there. I was always Red, a big fan. Redheaded Rose McGowan from Scream. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Scream. Sweet. Jawbreakers. Jaw Charm TV show. Yeah. Yeah. She's another handsome woman. She is. She is a handsome woman for sure. <laughs> then you have Quentin Tarantino himself as bartender Warren. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Eli Roth as uh, Dove. Dove. I'm not sure how you say Dove. His name. Dove. Dove. Which was also uh, a name in Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs. Quentin does that a lot. Dove was the um, was Dove? Uh, when he's talking, he goes, um, get Dove on the phone. Tell yeah. daddy. It must, yeah. it must be his brother or sister. Or I talked to Dove uh, and daddy's okay. fucking pissed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, probably the same guy. He does it all same the time. Universe. He always uses the same fucking names. And- oh, yeah. Skagnetti. Yeah. Skagnetti. Oh, yeah. He uses Skagnetti in Reservoir Dogs. And it's also the name of Tom Sizemore's character yeah. in Natural Born Killers. Yeah, yeah. Vic Vega and Vince Vega. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're, it's all over the place. It's his shared universe. And, and several of the people uh, that are friends in the bar... Um, Eli Roth, and then one of the other guys, and I think maybe two of the other guys are all um, Inglorious Bastards, too. That's yeah. right. The little guy. Yeah, Eli really Roth is the bear Jew, right? The bear Jew, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep. Eli Roth, horror director. Speaking of Cabin Fever, there did you go. That. Hostel. Yep. And that's how you say it, by the way. It's called Hostel, not Hostel. Who the fuck would ever say hostel? <laughs> I don't know. You looked at me when I said that. If anybody's listening and you say that, stop I'm not listening. saying any names, but I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but they'll know who it is when they hear this. Okay. Uh, Death Wish remake. He also did House with a Clock in His Walls. Did you ever see that? No. No. Kids no. movie. I've seen it. It's on TV. Who Eli, Eli Roth did that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Michael Parks reprising his role as Texas Ranger Earl McGraw. The man. I fucking love Michael Parks. Yeah, yeah he's great. Great, great little character. That's a through line through Kill Bill. This, yep. Dust till from Dust till Dawn. Yep. Yeah, yep. He's just a he's just a great, great actor with a very interesting story. If you don't know his uh, his acting story, people just uh, do some research and how he was blackballed from Hollywood for mm-hmm. years. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He blackballed and and he was out of Hollywood for a long time. I think Quentin's the one who brought him back. Maybe oh. Quentin or, yeah, I think it was Quentin. Good he, for Quentin for bringing him back. He was great in the uh, in Red State. The, he, was, uh, he was great in Tusk, too. Yeah, I still haven't seen you Tusk. Haven't seen. Yeah, oh, Tusk, he was amazing. It's a love or hate, but uh, he's amazing in it. He's amazing in everything. He really is. One of yep. my favorite characters. Yeah, we talked about it on the Kill Bill episode. Yeah, he ended did. up with two roles in Kill Bill yep. because... Uh, Ricardo Montalban uh, shit the bed or, or was late to a, a table reading that he was supposed he was supposed, he was to, be supposed that to be that character. Yeah, and fuck, they just said that. they just said fuck it, move on. And listen, let's... I think I'm sure Montalban would have been great. Yeah, but uh, Michael, that's one of my favorite Michael Parks roles of all time. Yeah, just that little fucking role. You, you know, know, I'm so mad like at my pimp. He's like myself. a pimp or something. He's a pimp. Yeah. 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 Just that whole. If you watch it, he he never closes his eyes fully through the whole scene. He like blinks halfway. It's very strange. Uh, really? so I didn't notice. Yeah, that. it's oh, wow. really weird. But I, but it like it works. He's like a lizard, and he's it's very slow. Like he closes his eyes like halfway. Bill, he, I think he licks it too. He like licks his yeah, eyes. It's so great, Bill. He uh, I shot you in the head. <laughs> I would not have done that. I would have just cut your face. <laughs> so good. Oh man. All right. So after that, James Parks, his his son. As Ranger Edgar McGraw. Number one son. And one, yeah, number one son. And I'm going to do one more. You may not remember this character, but Dr. Dakota Block. She's a doctor at the end when they were talking. That is certainly 
uh, a role that that's a, certainly a scene that was not in the theatrical uh, okay. release. And that is a role that connects uh, the two films, Planet yeah. Terror, because she oh, is okay. his daughter. She is uh, Ranger uh, Michael Park's uh, character's oh, daughter. Oh, I didn't get that from there. You don't yeah. get it until Planet Terror. Uh, her name is Marley Shelton. Yep. And uh, what we will know her from is she was the lifeguard in the Sandlot. Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy yeah. Peppercorn. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's been planning it. He planned that, guys. <laughs> All right. That's the first half of the film. Yep. Let's get to the second half. <laughs> uh, Tracy Toms as Kim Mathis. Uh, she basically plays a stunt woman who's friends with Zoe. Uh, she's the driver of the car when they're doing all their shenanigans. Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo. She, she's one of those actresses that looks very familiar to me. And then when I looked her up like on IMDb, I didn't recognize yeah. her. And from when anything. you see her face, it's different from the character's face. I mean, yeah. they did something, they shortened her hair. Uh, she does look different, but she was in Rent as well. Devil Wears Prada, Looper. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I've only seen that once. But. Lots of TV shows. Uh, then we have Zoe Bell as herself. Yeah. Uh, this was, I believe, her very first role, you know, cast by Quentin Tarantino. She's a stunt woman and an actress. She's the bomb riding on that car. That's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. She was the she was Uma Thurman's stunt woman for Kill Bill. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she's she's a fucking amazing. She didn't know that she was like the star of this movie until much later. Yeah. She saw it on a movie post. She saw it on a post. She realized how she thought she was, was going to be a small role and just do some stunts and not, it wasn't going to be focused on her. And it turns out that Zoe Bell as herself. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'll tell you what though, it was pretty annoying and their diner scene going around 360, and she's fake chewing and talking at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking annoying. That diner scene though was like, Shot for shot, Reservoir Dogs Diner. Scene. Oh yeah, yeah. The I mean, the timing was the same. Everything. The three sixty yeah. was like, holy well, cow! They however, the dialogue was just not quite as interesting. No, no, no. no. Uh, then we have Rosario Dawson as Abernathy Ross. Great, oh, what's your last great name? name? Great name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Abby. Call me Abby. Big big fan of that siren. She's hot. Yeah. I will say this though, uh, in this film at least, and we've talked about this before on Pine of Comics. With uh, Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie where they, they took Evangeline Lilly, who's a beautiful woman, and gave her that terrible haircut. Yeah. That haircut. You don't like the haircut. I don't like that haircut. Yeah, I can see that. I don't like that haircut on Rosario Dawson, but you know what? She's, you know what's weird about Rosario Dawson is that she's super hot, but she's not in any way, shape, or form traditionally super hot. No, no, no not at all. You know, she's kind of lanky. She's kind of, there's, there's nothing... That you would say kind of nerdy looking, kind of well. nerdy looking. Yeah. There's nothing that you would say like if you were just to go on a on a like let's say a base grade hotness scale, and you were going to be the most vanilla dude ever and base it on a this woman is hot. There's she doesn't hit all those marks, but she's fucking hotter than most women on earth. Yeah, when you put it all together, an animator, yeah, totally hot. Yeah, very hot. I like my women animated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead Ooh. as Lee Montgomery. Another another of my favorites. She's oh. one I would put more in the traditionally hot category. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. But uh, besides that, you don't get it in this movie very much. She's fucking great. Oh, yeah. She's a great actress. And something I'd never thought of before is that in this film, you get the lead from both the things because <laughs> she was in the. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. She was the lead in the prequel. Yeah, I'll give you some of her stuff. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. The Thing 2011, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and uh, Fargo Season 3. 
Still haven't seen season three yet. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. She's movie. great. Ten Cloverfield Lane is a really good movie. Yeah, um, she was also in the uh, superhero movie with Kurt Russell. The the kids uh, Sky, oh, Sky High. High? Yeah. Was she in that? Yeah, she was the bad guy, bad person. Really? She was like pretending to be uh, Kurt Russell's son's girlfriend, but she was actually a villain from way back in the movie. Oh, I didn't realize huh. that. She's also uh, uh, Lucy. Um, is it Lucy um, McLean? She's John McLean's daughter. Oh yes, yeah, in the, yeah. In Justin the, Long. In one. The last two shitty. Uh, oh, she was in both of them. I know I she never was, saw the very. She last. was in the in the fourth one, and I think I re- I never saw the fifth one. With I, a vengeance. Uh, no, uh, that's the third. One. Live free or die hard. Live free. That's the one. And yeah, then the die fourth. hard. We're in Russia now. I don't know Is what it was called. Yeah, I don't know what no it's called. It's a great name. What's up, comrades? And she was also, I didn't see it, but she was also in Harley Quinn. And, uh, the, yes, she was. I mean, Never she was the, the Birds of Prey movie. She was Huntress in that, yeah. yeah. My daughter loves that movie. Really? Wow. Yeah, she loves, oh, she glad loves a lot loves of crap. <laughs> <laughs> she loves a lot of crap. Then we have Nikki Cat. He just came up recently in one of our uh, other podcasts. Way of the Gun, yeah. We love Nikki Cat. Uh, as basically a store clerk, um, he sells <laughs> fashion magazines. That to, was bizarre. Uh, the it was a, such a weird nothing scene. Yeah. yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Why is he fucking selling bootleg fucking foreign <laughs> cosmopolitan Italian Vogue? Italian, like, Italian Vogue. Vogue. <laughs> like, why is that even a thing? And why are they so psyched about it? Yeah, like they're well, like, we're she's a sp- model and an actress. Right? And, yeah. and here's another question: If she's a model and yeah. she's in it, they would have sent her a fucking. I was going to say, why doesn't she get a comp copy of the of fucking? Yeah, right, she's right. In? of course she does. Yeah, okay, yeah. I feel better and now. Last one, I'll do one more. Jonathan Lofren as Jasper. He's the guy that lets them drive the uh, white Challenger. Uh, oh, he, that's like Adam Sandler. He buddy, is a right? longtime, yeah, Adam Sandler friend yeah. and assistant, and he's in all the movies. I like him. I always liked yeah. him. Yeah, he's, he's cool. like the cross-eyed dude in Waterboy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Louisiana frog cakes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he actually, I think I read somewhere that the character of Jasper is the same character in Kill Bill Volume One because that is Which, him, and, and he's the one who pays. Uh, uh, my name is Buck, and I like the fuck. He pays. Uh, oh, it is oh, is that, that guy? Him? It's the same guy, and yeah, I didn't realize yeah. it's supposed to be the same character. The same and character. in something I read, it said it's the of same character. Of course, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had I I didn't remember. I haven't seen Kill Bill Volume. I don't think I've seen either of them in years. I'm gonna have to rewatch that Volume One for sure. Yeah. Well, that is the whole list. I mean, I <laughs> left a good. few people off, but those are the major players. All right, all right. So, uh, what do we got uh, for uh, real quick before we get into the movie itself? Do you have any budget information on this thing? Yeah, I got some stuff. Um, it's going to be as Grindhouse, though, not as Death Proof. Yeah, I don't think you can break it out. Yeah, they never they never released it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I was doing research, I did see some numbers for Death Proof, but it ended up being Switzerland. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was actually released outside of the U.S. Uh, individually. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right, so we have a $67 million combined budget for these two. Opening weekend, it made $11.6 million. Oof. April 6, uh, 2007. Yeah, big took a big hit there. Twenty five million total domestic box oh, office. Those Weinstein's wow. must have been fucking pissed. Twenty five point yeah. four worldwide. Holy shit! Wow, crazy. Wow, no, I, and you know, I think I remember reading at the time that Tarantino and Rodriguez wanted to plan this out to be a regular every few year thing, and I think we now know why it was. I think yeah, yeah. There um, we go. You know, and it really doesn't help too when you got two movies. Nobody could be solidly for either movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love Planet Terror, but I know I could tell why people wouldn't like Planet Terror. Yeah, and I'm sure people love Death Proof, and I could tell you why I don't love Death Proof. Right. You know, so it's like you didn't get two like like absolute winners together. You know, and between the two, you might you know you like something, right? All right, so Lloyd, what is what is this thing about? What is Death Proof about? Well, I would bumper sticker this basically. 
two different sex, <laughs> two different sex. sets Jesus of Christ sexy Lord. young women sexy. <laughs> are stalked at different times by stuntman Mike by his car. He uses his car to kill him. No, so, sounds interesting, doesn't it? It does sound interesting until you realize that the first set of girls, you're going to follow them on their day yep. for about 40 minutes before stuntman Mike even shows up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, There's a lot of heavy dialogue, and some of it's good. You know, it's some fun dialogue. It's interesting. But that's and the all girl, it is. The girls are all cute. You know, I mean, yep. and I'm not trying to put it to the base level, but they're they're all cute. They all have like you know, you could, you kind of feel like they're friends. Yeah. But you know, we're, we're just talking about the first set, right? right the now, first set, set, right? Okay. Okay. You know, the first set. You know, we, we get this feeling, and then I like a good set. A good set. Yeah. I thought you said you get set. the feet out the window. Yeah. We get oh. a lot of feet, dude. Come on, Quentin. We've so, talk- so many fucking feet in this movie. We'll, we'll get to this later. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about feet in the Tarantino universe, and this one is like... Dude, there's a lot of feet. This is his grand opus of fucking foot. Yeah. It starts with a foot. Yeah. The fucking opening's credit, which it, 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 I don't think I ever noticed before. Yeah, it flashes like a different title. Yeah, Thunder, Thunderbolt by Quentin, Tar- Thunder, Quentin Tarantino's Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt by Quentin, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know if that was his idea of the original title or if that's like his little joke. I saw uh, it and I freeze framed it. You know, it took me so long before I could it's, actually nail it's it. It's ten frames. Yeah, and it disappears really quickly. Yep. Um, yeah, I never. I don't think I ever noticed that. But again, I think this is the second time I watch it. I haven't seen it since the theater, and I own it. I, I own the blockbuster DVD. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I bought it. Uh, I, it was probably in the used bin. You know how when yeah. blockbuster gets like seven hundred fucking movies yeah. for a new release. And then, you know, after like six months, they start dumping them in. You get that white and blue case. Yep. Yep. That's the one I have. I don't think I've ever fucking watched it until now. I bought Planet Terror and Death Proof separately as DVDs. I've watched Planet Terror probably five times. Mm. In That's the, more in than the, I watched in the twelve that. years, and uh, this is the first time I ever threw Death Proof. When I cracked it open, like still had like the little leaflet in it for like you know sending away to get some free whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Stuntman Mike is is kind of stalking these girls. They see that he's stalking them, or one of them, uh, Ar- Butterfly. Butterfly notices this. They what's go. Her, what's her real name again? Uh, Arlene. 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 Okay. Right. Arlene. Sexy. My lord! I'm, I'm the name. I'm making fun of the name. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm still on I'm still on the uh, the Vanessa. I had there. an aunt Arlene who was old and like peed on the chair at <laughs> Christmas like Christmas time. <laughs> so I can't I can't take the name. One thing I did want to mention we we forgot to say uh, this was written and directed and shot. Uh, filmed by Quentin Tarantino. The only uh, film he was a cinematographer. Right. On. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I thought, I thought that's why we were doing this podcast. I thought we all knew that already. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to say. Um, and not produced by Lawrence Bender. First time. one. Yeah. Is it the first one? This yeah. is right after Kill Bill Volume 2 where he almost killed him with Thurman. Yes. And Lawrence Bender. I just uh, drive the fucking car. It's yeah. safe. I drove it myself. Yeah. Lawrence <laughs> Bender had an issue with the whole thing, I guess. And I think that was the end of their. Uh, that was it. Oh, was end. that what ended their oh, yeah. partnership? Apparently yeah. that was wow. the end of their partnership. Yeah. But, oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But aren't him and Uma are supposedly talking about doing a three, though. I After like 15 years of not talking at all. Okay. They didn't yeah. talk. Yeah. About, all right. Yeah. Because then in, in the meantime, you know. I know he's apologized, but yeah. it took him like 15 years to fucking do it. Plus, she had the double, you know, the double, uh, I guess, uh, bullshit of uh, Weinstein, you know, had, oh, had yeah, attacked yeah, her yeah. or something. I don't know. How, and, you know, now he now sort of anytime, defended her. But. Is it just me or now anytime you're watching a movie and you see like Weinstein? Oh, like, I hate Ugh. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just like, oh. And it wow. sucks when they're good movies, too. I mean, it is what it is. What are we going to do? They're, the movies are there. So, it's you know, it's not like he's still making them. No. Is he dead? No. Okay. That's no. too bad. <laughs> sorry. No, he sorry to very relatives. Close to dead, though. Sorry to your relatives if you're listening, but yeah, but I yeah. mean, but I do mean it. 
still think the weirdest story about him was that he supposedly jerked off into a houseplant in a restaurant. Did you ever hear that one? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, but- he apparently was trying to get like some actress to, to like, you know, do some yeah. stuff for him. And she was like, fuck you. And she left the restaurant and the restaurant was supposedly like closed, but there was people there. And like in front of some of the people that worked there, you know, because he couldn't nut. Yeah. He couldn't be a fucking gross human being. Uh, he just masturbated into a houseplant. Interesting. I've read this story. <laughs> it's, yeah. now, I yeah. saw I, I, I saw somebody do that in a, at a house on tour. Like, we were on tour. Like, why are you jerking off into the plant, dude? Like, wait, do you see what I do with the toothbrush later? Oh, oh no. My God. Like, uh, all right, man. I thought oh, those no. were like fake I'm stories. Go to, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do anything to me. Wow. All right. This is how fucking Little Shop of Horror starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this took a left turn. Yeah, it did. Let's, yeah. Get back to, let's get back to the movie. Let's take a hard right. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, so Death Proof, uh, we, we end up at the Texas Chili Parlor, which yeah. just by name alone Sounds I want to go to. Right? Yeah. Right? This whole thing, by the way, was filmed in Austin, Texas, yep. uh, except for the second half of the film, I think, was filmed Tennessee. Uh, in Tennessee and Tennessee, California. Tennessee. <laughs> um, there it is again, the rest <laughs> of the development. So, yeah, Texas Chili Parlor, they're just hanging out. They're having a good time. Yep. And we get introduced to Stuntman Mike, who is wearing an icy hot jacket. Icy hot. <laughs> All right. He's, I don't know why, he's, he's riding the icy hot wings, but he's He's wearing an icy hat jacket. Mm-hmm. He's eating a plate of nachos like nobody's business. Ugh. And he ends up kind of having a flirtatious conversation with uh, Rose McGowan's character, Pam. Yeah. As they're talking, it becomes apparent that uh, she is not a fan of the Jungle Julia crew. They knew each other in high school. She was bullied by them. Do you guys agree? You get more of him in the first half. But does it seem like it's a different character in the second half of the movie with with the um, Kurt Russell character? There's not enough of him to know. Yeah. Really. Like... The- after the hospital, he just kind of disappears, yeah. and like all you see is what? Do you, what I mean, what he, do you get? He maybe wants to lick. Do you her get maybe feet. Seven, That's about all you get out of him. Yeah, you in get that scene, and then a couple scenes in the car. I felt like we were robbed because I felt like in the first half, you get this genuinely good performance by Kurt Russell. Well, you always get a good fucking performance. By Absolutely. Kurt Whether or not you like this guy, or you know, he's he's skeevy. He is skeevy. Yep. You know, he's stalking these girls. You know, he's gonna fucking hurt them or kill them. But then in the second half. He's literally just like a faceless maniac monster who at the end becomes like a cartoon villain who's crying yep. and gets his ass beat by three girls. Right. Yeah. You know? uh, it was so out of character it, and just weird. It just felt like it felt so disparate from the first half to me yep. that I was kind of sad that we didn't get any of the personality that we got. Well, it's not only I mean, might as well just get right fucking to it. Not only is he completely different in the second half, the whole fucking movie. Yeah. It, it like right after. You know, the the scene that we'll talk about, I'm sure, you know, the only scene in the movie that's any good, the car accident scene, um, it just completely grinds to a fucking halt. And it's uh, everything. The fucking dialogue is com- is boring in the second half. Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. just, it's a fucking boring shit show in the second. It's a completely, and it's it's funny because it's, they, like, it, it starts like, you know, Quentin's got the fucking grindhouse looking film, like things are skipping. And, yep. but then in the second half, it's like a straight movie now. Like that all disappears. Like you know, the movie I, cleans it, up. Honestly, it's much even, I noticed a little bit, but yeah. it's way wow, less. I didn't yeah. even notice yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're, you're telling me that you just made a, a completely different movie for the second one and yeah. it's like yeah, the dialogue is not as good the characters aren't as interesting and now your grindhouse effect is gone and it yeah. just drags out it's very very dragging. So that dragging. whole effect was physically done too it was not digitally entered he yeah. actually destroyed the film yeah with stuff now that's interesting that you brought that up because that's something that i i don't think i could have quali- quantified myself but this movie starts very slowly right with the first group of girls 
And then it, you know, talking about like scoring weed. Yeah, for like getting, 10 minutes, getting weed like 10 and minutes of it. And, you know, all that. And then you get to the point where we meet Stuntman Mike and then we it ramps sp- up a little. We ramps up and yep. we spend like 20 minutes hanging out with all these characters. A lot of time. Right. A lot of time. Then we get to the point where the action happens. He kills them. And then we go right back down to meeting a whole new group of girls with just as disinteresting fucking mm-hmm. qualities. Yep. Okay. I and think then even more. Then we're gonna. They're, oh, they're more disinteresting than the first. Honestly, group. even though um, Rosario Dawson is in the second half and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, they're bigger stars at the time. Winstead, not really, but Dawson was. The first half, I felt more. I, I was more into watching those girls. I yeah, more, I was definitely more invested in yeah. the characters in the first half. Their conversations were more interesting, even though it was still really fucking. Sl- Listen, it can be slow as long as the dialogue is good. Uh, I'm a dialogue guy. I love dialogue, mm. heavy dialogue. That's why I love Quentin. That's why I, I love early Kevin Smith. That's why I love John Hughes. They write great fucking dialogue. But so even though it was slow in the beginning, I was still hanging through because the dialogue was pretty solid. But even by the halfway point, when they get to the other, it's just like everything falls off. Like, you know, they, they go to a different state and everything's completely fucking different. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Michael Parks is like, well, you know, I know he did it. And I'm like, OK, where's this going? Is he going to fucking chase him down? Because Nowhere. He's, he knows that, Nowhere. that he did it on purpose. Like, you know, he says that. And I'm like, OK, so Michael Parks is going to end up being the fucking, you know, the, the guy to come save. Everybody. You never see him again. It made, it, it's so many fucking little plot points in this movie that never like you mentioned the f- talk texting with the boyfriend. Never goes anywhere. Yeah. Michael Parks saying that he knows that Kurt Russell killed him on purpose. Never goes anywhere. It's just uh, frustrating. Yeah, it seems very incomplete. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think some people might dismiss it and say he was trying to make like a bad movie or a grindhouse movie. Uh, see, I, I got to I got to fucking take issue with that because a grindhouse movie is supposed to be offensive and a little disturbing right. and a little, you know, fucking hardcore, a little hard edged. This is like anti-grindhouse. It's like fucking soft. Right. <laughs> and, and that's what I was going to say was in that same line is that you can't really use that as an argument because he made essentially like a weird grindhouse martial arts film with the Kill Bill movies. And he th- those are great movies. There's effort put into those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like the effort on this was. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to if you're going to make a fake exploitation movie, at least make it fucking exploitative. Make it make it fucking, you know, super. The dude like every other movie he makes is far more controversial than this movie is. Right. You know, with his race stuff and, you know, his sexism, you know, air quotes. Um, If it is, I don't I don't know. But I mean, all that shit that happens in his other movies is far more outstanding than what happens in Death Proof. And this is the one that's supposed to be the fucking exploitation film. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting angry now. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's it's make- kind of like he, he just gave up. Maybe he realized this isn't really getting... It's not going to be a great film, and I don't know. It feels like he just gave up a little more. He just kind of like phoned it in in the end. If you saw this as half of Grindhouse in its 120-minute version, or I'm sorry, hour and 20-minute version, you could believe it. But like as I'm watching this yesterday, it's hour and 53 minutes long. This is a fucking full-ass length movie. Yeah. That has no right being a – me and Larry And the worst half is actually longer than the first half. Right. Right. And and me and Larry briefly talked yesterday, and I, and I think what I said was I could have seen this story being like a Tales from the Crypt, like 40 minutes long, and it's just this guy, and he uses his car to kill women. Yeah. And it could have been the entire first half only and ended with him killing them. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then you're right. like, oh, fuck, this guy, you know, and, and he survives. Now, let's talk. Let's get to that point, though. Let's get to the actual point of 
when he kills these girls. Because I don't care about the rest of this movie. That fucking scene is Ooh. fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. It is bonkers. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> all right. So, Lloyd, why don't you talk us through it? What happens? <laughs> so, well, it, they all they all end up leaving the place. And um, he he drives her friend Pam. You know, she needs a ride. And he, he, he goes with her and she gets in the passenger side of this stunt car. That doesn't really have which a seat. Is, no, there's no seat. It's like a, a, a metal Just seat. Just like a, a roll bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. And I don't know why anybody would get in that. that. That's just stupid. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, he tells her right away, basically, that, you know, there's no bones about it. You're going to die over there. He uh, the, fl- the switch flips immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. immediately. <laughs> it's like you're going left or you're going right. Yeah. Yep. And when she said, he's like, oh, that's too bad. Because at least <laughs> if we went the other way, you'd have been comfortable for a little while. Yeah. But now you're going to be scared right from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he smashes her up pretty damn quick with, you know, going fast, hitting the brakes. She she smashes her head. Uh, and then she go he goes after the carved girls that went the other way. He zooms way past them. They don't know it's even him. He gets way past them, turns around, turns off his headlight, guns it, straight straight head-on collision. Amazing scene, you know, the overhead, like, God's view shot. Well, not that. just that, but he turns the lights on right before. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, so he flicks the light on right before. Yeah. Like, I, to give him a little Imagine scare. that. Yeah, yeah. that's that is, holy shit. I mean, because then they do the, the – Tarantino does that really cool thing where he shows each girl's reaction. Right. The light switch on, then then he shows girls. Shows Another each girl getting killed, yeah. reaction getting killed. And yeah. these girls don't just get fucking killed. Nope. Like, I got to be honest, I don't remember how much of it they showed in the theaters, but I had forgotten about the tire to the face. Holy fuck. Oh. Just skinned her whole fucking oh, face. Just ripped oh, her. Ra- poor, beautiful poor butterfly. butterfly. <laughs> ripped her head, ripped off uh, Jungle Julia's leg, which was hanging out the door again, out the yep. window. Uh, launches off like a fucking, <laughs> like a like a rocket propelled <laughs> grenade. Um, and then he, you know, even though his car is death proof and he, and he, t- I like that. I like that one scene where he tells Pam that, you know, well, this car is death proof. And I like the bit where he goes, something I didn't mention to you, <laughs> only, my only my side has yeah. that benefit. I love that line. I love yeah. the way he says it. Something that was cut from the film. I don't know if it was filmed or if it was just in the, um, in the script, but I think I read it was filmed is after the accident, there's a scene where he's jerking off in the oh. car oh, and they, they cut that out. Well, I'm, so glad, they I'm that. glad they cut it out too. Although in the end it does go to show a lot because this is essentially this, is how he gets off. Yeah. Right. It's this, this older guy. You so, don't know his whole deal. Maybe you know. this damaged his brain so that in the second half, he lost his personality and became someone different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish there was a, if well, I hate saying this, I don't wish there was more time in the next one, but I wish there was less time more with of the girls and more of him yes. maybe terrorizing the girls with that attitude because that would have made his comeuppance better when you find out he's such a pussy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, when they showed those four scenes, I really kind of expected to see a decapitation. Well, you saw a fucking tire rip a girl's face well, off. Well, you saw that, yeah. but the first, the, who, I, who was driving? One of the uh, roller derby girls, like okay. a blonde. Yeah. Uh, and you, and nothing all happens you see to her. is just a, a windshield shattering near her. You yeah. don't really see anything right. at all happen to her. Because, yeah, because Jordan Ladd shoots out of the fucking window. Yeah, she shoots yeah. Right She skids out. across like her head. Fucking like 40 cannon. fucking feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then Jungle Julia's, Julia's leg rocks off. It was a good, it was a good looking effect. That The way the leg bounced, it was, it was done really well. Yeah. And that was That's what? Nicotero. Nicotero. Yeah. yeah. Nicotero and yep. uh, Burger. Yeah. Yeah. KNB effects. Yeah. All good stuff. Yep. All good stuff. Yeah. The tire to the face is fucking brutal. Yep. Absolutely brutal. But then we get to the next line. And like you said, the next 14 months later, and in, in the meantime, 
you know, um, uh, officer, uh, Earl McGraw, you know, Sheriff McGraw has said, you know, he's doing this, you know, yeah, yeah. I know he's doing, I this. can't got, prove it. You know, it's got, all because the girls were drunk and he wasn't right. Exactly. He got a broken cop. I mean, he's willing to hurt himself, you know, yeah. which, which also is weird in the second half. Yep. So here's a guy who's willing to, to fucking have this crash, yep. break his collarbone. I think they said break his leg. Fuck himself up pretty decently. Yet when he gets shot, he's crying like, crying like a shot bitch. In the, shot in the fat of the arm. I didn't understand that. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. But I liked the acting when he's in there and he's he's like oh, he's uh, pouring great. the bourbon on it. Oh no no, like, no 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 no! Do it! Just do it! You know it was yeah. great acting, but I'm like what what? It just does. I know we're assigning logic to death proof, but it just doesn't seem like something a guy that's willing to get into a no. crash like that and f- and not just that, but you've got to assume he's done this many times. The scar. Yeah. The scar is probably from one of these fucking one of these bits. Right. So he, every now again, maybe that's addict behavior where he's like, you know, I'm so into getting off with these, you know, with doing this that I'm willing to, uh, you know, to, to fucking, you know, break my, cl- my collarbone and all this shit and, you know, deal with it later on. But when he gets shot <laughs> and it's all I do like the fact that when they shoot him, too, he's not expecting it at all. He's taunting them. Yeah. Hey, ladies, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. This this movie absolutely and totally never gets past a certain point mm-hmm. of, of real interest to me. Right. But man, does the second half just fucking fall right off of a cliff. Yeah. You know, and then the credits at the end. So the, they catch up to him. They beat the shit out of him. Essentially, the, the second group of girls, Lindsay, my wife's watching it with me, kind of like half watching it. And when they leave Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's like, those are not good friends. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. These are not good friends. No, that that guy doesn't look like he's got good ideas. No, no, (laughs) no. Good for him. He's got good ideas for him in his head. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a basement somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. (laughs) That's a, that's a shame. Um, Did we talk about the lap dance scene? Let's get to the lap dance scene. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a stellar point. It is a stellar point. And the it film. is stellar point. What yeah. was the song? Do you remember? I don't. It was uh, down in Mexico by the Coasters. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Who uh, only had one number one hit? Uh, the Coasters. Yakety yak. Don't, don't talk, talk back. back. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell um, you? Can I tell you something that might sound like you know? I'm just gonna lay it out there. Whenever I see a movie like this, and you got like a a, a group of like it doesn't girls or guys of a certain age, young people, and they're really into music like this, I never believe it. I never believe really? it. Yeah. I hate to say that, but like, like when she's given the lap dance, she knows all the words to that song. And I'm like, this just doesn't seem like the song. song from like 1956. It, yeah. And I hate to say that because I know in Tarantino's mind, that's his music and stuff. But I wish, you know, as dumb as it sounds, maybe throw something a little newer and poppier on. I'd believe it more. Yeah. That's just me. That, that it, might be stupid. My only it, thing, it, it makes sense to me when, you know. Jackie Brown's listening to it, and Max Cherry goes yes. to buy the fucking. Yes, that makes sense to twenty-five-year-old girls. Makes sense to me when, uh, you know, fucking Mister White is listening to K. Billy's Super Sounds of the seventies. That all makes sense. Yep. But yeah, a, a, a twenty, maybe even younger year old girl, uh, listening to a song from nineteen fifty-six and knowing all the words. Stretch. The only thing I can come up with is they visit that bar and people play the song and they just know it from the from the jukebox. Well, she said at one point that uh, she had never been there. She said, uh, "Oh, really?" Julia (laughs) tells tells me that this place has a great jukebox. All right, well, that jukebox is actually owned by Tarantino. Of course, it is. Filled with his music, and he had it brought in special on a trailer. What an asshole! To that to that (laughs) restaurant. That's a real restaurant, the Texas Chili Parlor. Yeah, brought in, and uh, you could see real quick when um, at one point when one of the songs is changed. You see Miserloo from uh, uh, Paul. Yeah, I, I did see it, and yeah. I paused it just to make sure I saw it. Yeah. Was anybody eating chili? 
I didn't see. Anybody I did not. It seemed more no. like a bar. I was disappointed with the lack of chili. Yeah. Like when when you're when a Wendy's has more chili than a Texas chili parlor, there's a problem. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah, the lap dance. Um, she knows what she's doing. She yeah, knows she's, she's danced. Doing. She does it well. Yeah. She's danced before. She um. She she got that half shirt, not really a half shirt, maybe a three quarter shirt with her. That pair of shorts just works. Small. I think that I think the shirt's just small. Yeah, it's just small. All right, those little like canvas shorts she's wearing it just it, they work for her. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I kind of like her paunch. Um, her, well, well, that, but I mean, just <laughs> oh, her. My lord, her little belly, just her loungy yeah. appearance. Like yeah. she's wearing just some fucked up jean shorts, a wife beater, and flip flops. She's got a weird nose, yeah. kind of like it's she a little does. Off. Like, nostrils, nostrils, nostrils are off. weird. Yeah, but she is so. She is. She is like we talked sex, about. She's sexy. She is sexy as shit. And, yeah. And when she's dancing, and you see that she's not like hard, hard stomached. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, <laughs> she's she's doing. <laughs> she's things. a real girl. Yeah, she's a real girl. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's not some fucking actresses and models. Like they don't look. Mm-hmm. They don't look even like that uh, that Piranha Sharks movie I was in. I, like I've never been around a more, a group of more beautiful people. Yeah. I'm like I'm like this is weird. I don't feel right in this room. <laughs> like these are the most beautiful women i've ever seen Yo, where the real people at? all these guys are incredible looking <laughs> like and this is a fucking b movie like i can't even imagine so like to see like uh and they kind of all look like normal normal girls i like that i like i like seeing like normal looking people in a movie mm-hmm. but a good scene a great scene. good scene great song good choice of song again kind of weird that she would know the words to it but uh, who knows maybe, maybe that- her dad was a big fan of the coasters maybe yeah do you think there's a moment i'm being dead serious in this so kurt russell in this scene, it's gonna. He's he's uh, he said the magic poem to butterfly. <laughs> Lloyd, what's the poem? You know it. Yeah, I know it. Um, the woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So you say that magic uh, word to uh to the magic poem to uh butterfly, and you get a lap dance. Right. Call buyer a drink. Buy her a drink. Say that, and then yeah, if, if you're the first guy, do you think that there's a real conversation? between actors with Kurt Russell, where he has to say to her, look, like either I've got to wear some kind of cup or I'm, I apologize to you're you, gonna feel but something's going to happen. It's not your action. fault, but you're, you're attracted. Like, I don't know how I would handle I that as an actor. I thought that's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Cause like, I thought about it. I'm like, do her and Kurt Russell, like have this conversation you before know, it, like every where, sex. Scene. Cause, cause it, listen, if it, all right, let's say I'm in this movie, right. I'm yeah. in that fucking role. Quentin casts me because I'm scary. Larry Dwyer. Yeah. As a uh, stunt man, Mike, I, I'm going to be like, listen, I'm a little embarrassed that we have to do this. And I, I'm, I'm going to be like almost apologetic. To right. Her. Like, I'm sorry that, <laughs> you know, you have to fucking do this like on me and, you know, things might happen downstairs that I can't, control uh apologies you know I was, I, and i often i wonder like do they have some kind of conversation they must have like a way that? to wrap it up or something yeah i don't i don't know like i feel like there would have to either be a conversation or i'd have to go to the director or you know prop master and say you've got to give me a cup right so so that if anything happens it's not noticeable or she doesn't notice it because you know it's just it's just human nature yeah you know and she's but not is it i mean just these, a physical I, don't know, reaction. I don't know if it is for actors i don't know if they can turn that shit off i don't i don't know i don't know but i'm telling you if she i was, couldn't turn maybe you gotta off. clean the pipes first maybe and then maybe you, know, you got a five minute window go in your trailer jerk off into a house plant and then yeah okay all right maybe <laughs> yeah we maybe gotta go we gotta go we gotta go now <laughs> <laughs> roll the fucking camera <laughs> roll it qt roll it <laughs> all right so so that's the story of death proof 
proof. Manster, let's talk about some uh, Tarantinoisms. What what stuff from other films uh, or connectivity has popped up in here? Well, you've got the sixth trunk scene with uh, Zoe and Kim looking under the hood of the Dodge Challenger. The trunk scene that's a hood scene in it's this It's a one. hood scene, yeah. but it's still a trunk scene. No dead bodies in there, but no. still the same type of scene. You've got the... I guess this is the fifth bare feet scene Ugh. with uh, Arlene, Jungle Julia, Rosario Dawson, several others, really. Uh, the fifth. Oh, and by the way, with that scene, when she's laying in the car, Rosario Dawson and and Stuntman Mike comes up. Licks her foot? Well, he doesn't actually lick it, but man, first he rubs it to tickle her. And then he gets real, real close and he's, he's got his tongue out. And you're all you're thinking he's licking her toes, but he licks his finger. And then does that thing with a toe and then stumbles by like, oh, I just, you know, I dropped my keys. Yeah. How disgusting is that? Yeah. Do you get anywhere near someone's feet sticking out a window like that? No. 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 But I mean, I think we also I'm also know. not Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I guess he does. Tarantino, certainly. I mean, there's no, look, we're, what, six or seven episodes deep. There's no other way to put it. This guy's got a foot fetish. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. All right, so then you have the fifth corpse POV scene, which is in the car when Pam's dead, but she's like looking up at Mike through the uh, through the glass there. You got the 360 degree shot, practically get dizzy watching it in the diner. You've got another mirror scene, the sixth mirror scene, stunt me and Mike looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, you've got the fourth dancing scene, just talked about the lap dance. Uh, you've got more black and white scenes, so the beginning of the second half of this film is black and white. And then switches to color. Switches to uh, color, yeah. weird, unexpected. Uh, then you've got more diner scenes. The whole Half the movie is, is a diner scene, really. Uh, and then you've got more car scenes, and the other half of the movie is the car scenes. Uh, and then you got product placement. You've got the Go Juice, G-O Juice, at the convenience store. Um, you've got, you don't actually see one, but I guess uh, the Big Kahuna Burger. Some and Mike says, uh, it's on the billboard near the big Kahuna burger. Right. So he mentions that. And Arlene is drinking out of an Akuna Brothers cup early yep. in the movie. And somebody mentions red apple cigarettes at some point. Yeah, at one point that's yep. mentioned. Uh, and then you've got a couple other things that aren't really – these connect to other movies as well. Uh, so Abernathy's phone rings, and it's the whistle – it's the tune that Ellie Driver whistled in yeah. Kill Bill Volume 1. And also while they're talking in the car, Abernathy talks about getting a foot massage – which is from Pulp Fiction yep. and Daryl Hannah in the, in and, and Quentin's the same life. conversation. And it's yeah. from Quentin's life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then you've got Zoe talking at one point in the diner about the movie Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, which is a movie that Bridget Fonda was watching in Jackie. It's Mary. brought up twice in this movie. It's yeah, brought up twice. in the first half and in the second half. Yep. Great yeah. fucking movie. And there might have been more, but that's that's what I caught. I'll give you a couple that I caught just from watching it. The yellow car is the is like the little pussy wagon. Did you see that? Really? Yeah, the yellow car on the back has little pussy wagon on oh, it. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Shit, I didn't see um, that. Going into, again, like I said before, Dr. Dakota Block, who is Earl McGraw's daughter, plays a bigger role in Planet Terror. Okay. She's Josh Brolin's uh, wife, and she ends up, uh, yeah, there's a whole thing. Another, yeah, <laughs> another um, connection to Planet Terror is you see him twice when they're walking into the Texas Chili Parlor, and when she's when um, Butterfly's giving the lap dance in the background, you see the crazy babysitter twins, who are the two like I think they're Robert Rodriguez's nieces, 
They're crazy hot. <laughs> they're walking. They're two girls walking in before in skirts and they're holding okay. hands. Yeah, yeah. They're they have a larger part in Planet Terror. And when she's given the lap dance, they're dancing in the background. Okay. Um. So there's a couple things like that as well. Yeah. Larry, anything we didn't pick up? Anything you noticed? No. Just the um the only ones I really noticed. Uh, Lloyd already mentioned. I didn't notice the ones that you'd mentioned. The the ending uh bit. I don't know if that's supposed to be all of his victims. Did you notice in the credits they just show a bunch of women? Yeah, they show a lot of weird uh, women that aren't in the movie. Right, so. aren't in the movie. And then you get like you get Butterfly at one point. Yeah, she's sitting in a car, smiles. But then you just get all these random women. I'm wondering if they're just trying to they say that he's. I think so. Yeah, he's killed all these women. Yeah. Before. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is surprising since he's such a fucking pussy. He is such a pussy. Yeah. Oh my god. Nobody <laughs> apparently fought back until these girls punch him. What I think I read somewhere, 37 times or something like that. Could, he, could be. Yeah, he was going round and round until he gets his kick in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They never go back. At least that we see for. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You know, speaking of her, a funny scene when when she's sitting there and she wakes up in the chair and Jasper comes. What over. What does she say? She's like, she says gulp, gulp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I couldn't remember what it was, but yeah, like oh, you're gonna stay here, gulp. <laughs> How would they go back? They don't have a car. Yeah, they fucked his car up all yeah. up. Yeah, bad, bad, bad stuff. All right, let's let's rate it, Lloyd. Let's do this. <sighs> we'll we'll end up with Larry. We'll stop with Larry. Uh, you know, I'll start today. I don't know where we start. Right. So same rules apply to Piney Comics. We uh, we go on a scale of zero to five with quarter scale here on, on the QT. Hmm. Real simple. I'm going to put it this way. I've seen it twice. I've seen two different versions of this movie. Um, I think it's a little bit better in the Grindhouse version because it's shorter and quicker to the point. Um, but I don't think either one is a, is a really is anything I want to really go back to anytime soon. I'm going to go. This is the, by far the lowest I think I'll go in any of these. I'm going to go 2.75. There's stuff I enjoy. Kurt Russell is immediately going to give you a full point alone. I If we had gotten better Kurt Russell in the second half, it might have gone to a three based on that alone. But we did not. We got very little Kurt Russell. And we got a lot of talk about, fuck, the scene where they're talking about the strategy to buy the car or get the car from him is like fucking eight minutes long. It's too long. It's so long. Okay. You're going to go in there and then we're going to go. Bah, 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 bah. And then, bah, 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 bah. and then the, the conversation they have about doing the, um, the stunt. And then the, the, like, and then the, the stunt ten, was then the 10 minute long. argument with Rosario Dawson, whether she's going to go with them. Or right. Not. Uh, it, it's like a half hour of, of them arguing about who goes in the car. Are they going to do the stunt or not? And can they get the car? Uh, two, seven, five Lloyd, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're going to get a one just for being a movie. Uh, another another one for being Tarantino, I guess, you know, and a one for for uh, Kurt Russell. And I'm going to dock some points. So I'm going to end up with a two and two point five. Two and two and point five. Look, Vanessa Ferlito gives this at least 50 for me. Like <laughs> uh, the fact that she has not been a bigger thing or, or you know, maybe I, I didn't meet her at some point. It's all very sad. Yeah. It's all very sad. All and right. Great car scene, too. There, there's some great car scenes. Did you do you have the cars, the two different cars you had? What was it? A, did you write that down? Uh, just the 1970 Dodge Challenger. Dodge Challenger. I didn't yeah. write the other one. OK. All right. Uh, Scary Larry. Uh, what do you give uh, 2007's Death Proof? What are we talking about? Oh, um, we, we talked about it at the beginning. Um, a bad Tarantino film is probably better than a lot of other films, right? When it comes down to it, the guy knows how to write dialogue. This was just a little dry, a little bland and a little long winded. Um, he does know how to pick a good soundtrack and he did, you know, but again, I don't want to say worst because that sounds bad, right? It's a right. good, Maybe it's a good soundtrack in any other movie, right. um, but for Tarantino, it's it's not the greatest. You know, I'd say this, 
started out as maybe, you know, a three or higher, but then just hit a fucking wall, uh, you know, with that after that head on collision just and then just fucking dive bombed um, to a, a really boring, nonsensical film, uh, which, again, like I said before, is the opposite of what. You know, an, an exploitation film can be nonsensical, but they're never fucking boring. Right. Right. You know, um, never, you know, never, never boring. So do you think you think his 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 uh, penchant for dialogue gets in the way of, of what he I wanted think so. to do? Yeah. Yeah. I think he went. And what's funny is, did we talk about it? He said that he cut 40 minutes out of this movie. His original cut was 40 minutes longer. Yeah. Fucking imagine 40 wow. minutes of what? More Thank dialogue? God. For yeah. forty minutes talking about the fucking more paper to steal about the his, car. Uh, God, forty minutes sounds like there's a whole other set of girls that we could have been bored by. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it started off pretty promising, but still didn't even never started as good as any of his other films. Um, I'm gonna say it ended up around. Um, I'll go two and a half because yeah. it's still like I said, it's still a bad Tarantino film is still better than a lot of people's films. It's it's not a horrible film. Unless we do another episode on it in the future, it won't hit my DVD again. No. Yeah, we're done. We're done with that. I'm done watching that. <laughs> now, Larry, real quick, do you want to give everybody out there all of your website information and uh, remind people that, like, as this comes out, it's probably going to be probably July or August when this episode hits. But um, hmm. you're gearing up the, from recording time in a couple of weeks to have your first show at the Strand. Yep. Which means if that's successful and things keep going the right direction, by the time this comes out, you will probably be having another one, right? Yeah. So yeah. what's going on? Hopefully. Um, so what's the first one in June? First one back? Yeah. So August would be uh, the next one after that. I've got some ideas. I think I might get a little crazy. I think I can uh, I think I can get away with showing some crazier stuff now. I think people are just ready to go see anything. We're there for it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like. You know, if you were there when I showed Lady Terminator, there was like 45 people. <laughs> um, I think if I showed Lady Terminator now, I could probably sell the fucking place out because people probably are just would. so, yeah. you know, amped. So, you know, I don't know, maybe an Andy Serdance <laughs> feature. Oh, no, yeah. I, mean, I, could, I don't think the Knights of Columbus would ever let me get away with that. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely be doing some more stuff as long as, uh, you know, as long as the world keeps going in a – uh, the right direction when it comes to COVID. So you can check that stuff out at uh, ConnecticutCultClassics.com. Um, also in September, we'll be back at the Naugatuck Event Center with Connecticut Horror Fest. Um, you can check out info on that at cthorror.com. So far, we've announced uh, Matt Lilliard. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, from Scream and uh, Scooby-Doo, I guess. <laughs> That's I the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, CJ Graham, who played... Uh, Jason Voorhees and Friday Thirteenth Part Six, which I believe is John's favorite. That's the uh, best one. That's the fucking shit one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the good one. That's a zombie one, right? Uh, the first of first the many of the zombie, zombie ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. What's that name's escaping me? The guy who plays Michael Myers in Halloween H two O. Bob Elmore, who played Leatherface in uh, Texas Chainsaw Two. Um, and we've got some really good other guests signed up already that will that will be announced by the time you hear this. So check out cthorror.com for that. And um, for your horror news, check out horrornewsnetwork.net. All right. So next week on the QT, Lloyd, who do we have coming up and what movie are we watching? We have Inglorious Bastards with Mike Butler himself. Mike Butler from ForgottenEntertainment.com and uh, the Forgotten Entertainment family. And you can find him on several podcasts, Forgotten Cinema, Two Player uh, Bros, and uh, Cracking One Open. With Mike and Elise. That dude does a lot of fucking podcasts. He does. He'll be doing an extra one next week because we will be talking about the uh, alternate history World War II film, Inglorious Bastards. I thought that was all real. 
Oh yeah, no. <laughs> That's how Hitler died. Yes. We only could no, wish. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till then, I'm John. I'm Lloyd. And we will see you next week. Gulp. Nope.